Action Film Autopsy. I love that opening. I do this show just for that opening. <laughs> it except, for the, except for the Bane versus Batman scene, it tells you guys who are watching what you should expect from action scenes. And take no take no inferior replacements for those things. And that's thankfully right, that's we right. have a bunch of them on this episode. Yes, yes. We have a big a big plethora of films and shows to talk about. What is going on? We are back. That's right. Action film autopsy. That's right. Fat Samurai guy kicking it, hanging out, loving talking movies and shows with Kung Fu Santa himself, Rick Myers. That's how we do. Hey, it's December. Every shirt this month is going to be red or green or both. There you, there you go. <laughs> a lot of Kung Fu Santa, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but it's great having you back here, brother. We got Jake Hall in the house. What is going on, Jake? Jake. Lady Danish, what is going Ooh. down? Heather saying happy holidays. There you go. Oh, yeah. Michael Gonzalez says let's go. And we got Nina and Lusick all the way from Germany. That's ah, right. Man, I worn <laughs> one of your shirts. He sent me some pizza shirts. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Oh, man. So, as is tradition, that's right, <laughs> Rick's always a step ahead of Samurai Guy. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of these are what Rick thinks, but I did catch up on a few things, Rick, so I can join in on the discussion a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we can go ahead and kick it off. I'm I'm happy that you uh, wanted to revisit uh, the two two of my favorite recent Kung Fu cinema uh, martial arts films on Haya app. You guys can go there right now and watch both films. We highly recommend the Haya app. It is full of badassity. That's right. Uh, but we did a, uh, a review on both of these films not too long ago on the movie dojo. Right. And, uh, it, it turned in, it started off awesome. And then it turned into hilariosity on my end because I ended up accidentally watching the wrong movie. Uh, but I finally have watched the real version, Rick. Uh, so we'll get it so I can I can chime in, but let's go ahead and uh revisit for the action film autopsy episode, uh Grandmaster of Kung Fu, baby. Well, you know, I told I told Wellgo about the mistake, and they you know they sent they sent back an a uh emoji of this. <laughs> oh, for fearless kung fu yeah, king. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mixed up. Uh, yeah yeah but uh both well again i'm not going to talk i'm going to talk about both of them just like i right. talked about both of them last time right, again, right these right. are movies that are being put out according to our man in china ian powers are being put out by the hundreds if not thousands per year all on the streaming services and again for some reason the streaming services are under the radar of the chinese film bureau because they treat their major motion pictures differently than they're treating these streaming motion pictures. Because in the other, in the mainstream motion pictures, they've been denigrating all their famous movie kung fu stars like Fong Sayuk and Wong Fei Hong. But in these movies, they play it straight. It's very derivative. If, you've, if you're aware of the, of the golden age of Hong Kong action cinema, then you've seen almost all the plot lines before. You've seen all the characters before. 
You've seen them done more straight. But these movies are just plain fun. And yeah. more importantly, they're also familiar. Also, more importantly, they're also like 90 minutes long. They're not, you know, three hours, although RRR is an exception in the uh, three-hour thing. And, and right. I would imagine Wakanda Forever is the same. Um, but these movies are fun. And the most important thing for me, they've got real kung fu in them in addition to Japanese martial arts. And also the kung fu is head and shoulders above anything Americans do. Yes. Americans do, you know, Americans do good martial art movies. They don't, their great kung fu movies are few and far between. And most of the great kung fu movies that the Americans do nowadays which are Marvel movies. And the kung fu only appears like in one scene and it's sort of like hidden kung fu. I was going to say it's like ninja kung fu, but ninja is Japanese. Kung fu is Mao Shan. So it's Mao Shan kung fu in that unless you're very well versed in kung fu, you don't even know it's kung fu. You just know that, oh, that was smart. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good thing for the hero to do. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sitting there going, that's the, those are the, you know, the top five best things you can do in Kung Fu. So in these movies, the grandfather of Kung Fu and uh, the grandmaster, the grandfather, I'm turning into the grandfather of Kung Fu, the, <laughs> the grandmaster of Kung Fu and the fearless <laughs> Kung Fu uh, king, yeah. Kung Fu is exceptional. Yeah. And what I pointed out to you in, I believe it was the Grandmaster, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you know, mm -hmm. I guess I'm switching them. There's a scene where the hero, his wife has been kidnapped. So he's he's taken all the abuse from the Japanese guy in the final, yeah, in, the, in this final scene until his students and his friends bring free his wife, bring her to the contest. And when the hero sees that the wife is there, yeah, he gives a look. Yeah, that's an important shot that I mentioned previously and I'll mention to you viewing. Because up till then he was doing fists, but he was letting himself be defeated. But when right. he sees his wife is safe, he turns and gives gives the Japanese guy that look, and that Japanese guy goes white. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. And then, I mean, my favorite moment, I get chills thinking about it now. Our hero, who's played by an actual kung fu champion, an actual mm -hmm. kung fu student, not just an actor. He was right. a replacement for Donnie Yen in one of the Ip Man movies, uh, in one of the best of the Ip Man movies, because it was actually choreographed by real Wing Chun people. Yeah, the Legend of Ip Man, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Um, but he's in this. He's not a great actor, but he's a great kung fu guy, and he does the kung fu thing that I recognized immediately. His fists turned into hands and that's when the japanese guy knew he was screwed and sure <laughs> enough he does he does he whoops this japanese guy aside the head what's the phrase the phrase the phrase downtown he whoops him upside the head three no not like that i know I'm he goes bam on one side of his head he goes bam on the other side of his head yeah and he like sort of I love this too because you know the Popeye wind up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bell yeah. does in Mission Impossible in the bathroom. He does it mentally. You see, yeah. winding up, and yeah. that's it's all internal. It's the soft powering the heart. Then he does yeah. a final. It's like he sets him up like a golf ball on a tee, 
and then goes, bam. Yeah. Yeah. I felt it all the way in my room. I went, whoa. Oh, yeah. 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 This was the, this was the mafia version I was doing. (laughs) The mafia version, the kung fu is, bam. But even the kung fu doesn't even do that. Again, soft powering the hard makes it boom. It's just like, boom. So that that's an amazing kung fu movie and an enjoyable kung fu movie too. And then the fearless kung fu. Oh, oh my god! About that. Yes, I get to chime in now. Uh, If you guys have not seen the movie dojo review of Fearless Kung Fu King, check it out anyway because you get to hear Rick's insight. But it's hilarious when watch my reaction when Rick starts. What is he talking about? (laughs) Rick starts describing the movie. I'm like, what is going on? Because I accidentally watched the wrong movie. Oh, hold on a second. We got John in the house. Well, he's saying, what's up, Kung Fu Santa? And, oh, the radical one of all time, Reggie. Reggie! What's going on, man? Good to see you, brother. And, Brian, good to see you, too, my friend. Uh, but, yes, you guys, y- you guys trust Kung Fu Santa, right? And I know you guys trust Fat Samurai Guy. Let me tell you something right now. Fearless Kung Fu King is legit, baby. It is legit. And Rick, this dude is a bad man. <laughs> this dude, I am uh, instantly a fan of this actor. I gotta look. I gotta look him up now to see what else, what other projects he has been in. He is phenomenal martial arts. And what He's, I loved, I loved fu. about phenomenal kung fu, kung fu, kung fu. What I loved about his kung fu style is he used almost every body part. You know, he did the palm, he did the ridge hand, he would do a fist like this. Like that's this. The, that's called the yeah. Phoenix Eye. That's the Phoenix. Yeah, eye. he would do that. He would use his elbow. He would use his elbow. He would use knees. Yeah. He would use everything. And I'm like, this guy is is phenomenal. And if you got you guys need to check it out. And watch his placement. His watch his placement because he he knows the real deal. When yeah. he's doing his elbow, watch his other hand. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Soft powering sure. the heart again. Yeah. If you just use your elbow. Like Tony Ja, you're going to hurt your elbow. But if you're using your internal chi to power your elbow, it's not going to damage it as much. Yeah, this this actor. Uh, well, go ahead, Rick. But also, you know that the fight scenes are set up the way the classic Shaw Brothers stuff. It was like La Cal Young stuff. Yes, it reminded me of all their movies. I mean, the thing, the fight on the cups, the fight on the cups, and the bullets. Yeah. It's just it's and this is right on. Oh yeah. It's just, uh, I just love this stuff. And also, I saw the latest ad for what Haya has coming up in December. Yeah. They have another one of these movies, as well as a bunch of the classics, the very, very rare under under the radar classics. I mean, again, I'm just, I'm so happy about Haya. That's, and I'm not, you know, they're not paying us. They're not, no. they of course supplied the stuff for the for the, for the uh, kung fu extravaganza in San Diego Comic Con, but right. they're not paying me to promote their no their we're non sponsored We're just we're showing the love, yeah, yeah, and not just a fight on the cups. It, uh, yeah. This he's fighting a, dr- a drunken master on the cups. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, right. But, and uh, the, when he ran the gauntlet, uh, you yeah. the character of Yu and Jia ran the yeah. gauntlet. This was great spear. I mean, this is so good. And uh, when he comes across the blind uh, kung fu master, yeah. he puts on the blindfold, and they're going at it. Yeah, yeah you guys love. Look at that, that extension. Look at the extension. Yeah. yeah. If you guys are fans of kung fu, you're gonna you're gonna be uh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be pleased. 
especially the way the fights were filmed and edited. It was just like, yay. I remember. You remember, Rick? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I remember. And I, even the finale in the rain uh, was great. I enjoyed you, that you know, as the mid, well. The middle sequence is an homage to Game of Death. He's going up He's going up the stairs. Yeah. He's different people up the stairs. Yeah, the gauntlet, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. the gauntlet, as you call it, yeah. Yeah. It's a great, I I think you gave it like an A minus or something, A or an A minus. Yeah, um, because you know it's. I agree. And even though it's in quote a cheap movie, that a cheap movie in China looks like a really good movie here. Yeah. Because the costumes are amazing, the sets they build in, they build entire villages. Yeah. That is just used for the movie, and they have and they have a large cast. Usually that's. A sign of a cheap movie in America is when you have a very small cast. Here they have really large casts because they have so many people. And I mean, China China builds entire cities where no one lives in them, but they have to give themselves something to do. So right. here, you know, they have all these amazing sets and costumes and all these wonderful actors and all these great martial uh, kung fu people, yeah. not just martial artists. Yeah. And, so, uh, I was pleased. I was pleased with both. So make sure you guys check I was it out. Pleased that you I finally got to see. <laughs> yeah, I saw that horrible inferior version uh, or other movie that was, yeah. was garbage. Uh, before we move on, Rick, we have a question. Yes. Uh, Nina says, What do you think oh. <laughs> of Ang Lee doing a Bruce Lee biopic? And I believe I heard his son is playing. Yes, his son is, is set to play Bruce. I love Ang Lee. Mm. I've met Ang Lee. I've talked to Ang Lee. Ang Lee signed my Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon poster. Ang oh, Lee cool. had, had lovely conversation about that. But then I've watched what Ang Lee has done since then. And I still think he's a great artist. I mean, I believe he did Life of Pi as well, the movie version of that. I believe that was also Ang Lee. So I know he has incredible talent. But that Will Smith thing he did in the... Uh, where Will Smith was a clone of himself. He had to fight himself. It was another assassination movie. where everybody that, was Ang, that was Ang Lee? Uh, yes, it was. Oh, I wow. It was. I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain it was. Wow. And that was, I just felt terrible for him. <laughs> I was hoping he was sabotaged. So, but the point is, at least Ang Lee is the level of quality that I yeah. want to be brought. I'm, as you know, I respect Bruce Lai. I respect people who love their Bruce exploitation and the Bruce right, right. tones. But unfortunately, I'm I feel I'm on Bruce's. Yeah, Gemini man. Thank you, Nidad. Um, Nidad. Um, I'm on Bruce's side, and I I I feel very strongly that Bruce Bruce would be very unhappy with being stuck in aspect and everybody just copying him and nobody moving forward. So if Ang Lee can do an Ang Lee job, Ang Lee yeah. at his best. Mm -hmm. Well, John, I I never I see everything, and so I'm going to get, since I like Ang Lee, I'm going to give it a chance. I mean, I saw Black Adam again, so I'll see everything. <laughs> yeah. So give give the I mean, if you hear that it sucks from someone who's giving it a fair sh shake, then okay, don't go to it. You know, but. I'm not going to prejudge it. It's Ang Lee, and I'm going to give him a shot because I want somebody to do. Because the last couple of Bruce Lee biographies were awful. <laughs> it was trash crap. 
Mm-hmm. So hopefully Ang will elevate it right, and right. have some insight because I loved his insight in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was connecting the floating characters, the flying swordsmen to their emotions. So the flying sword, their ability suddenly made emotional sense. So if right. he can do that with Bruce's story and really bring home the tragedy of not just Bruce's death, but what happened after Bruce's death, I, for one, will be very happy. Maybe we'll do see. bring do something different, right? Do something special. Do something. Yeah. Do something elevated. I believe. I mean, Bruce revolutionized Hong Kong cinema. Right. The Hong Kong action cinema was nothing like what Bruce did, and then later Jackie also revolutionized it. But there was a five-year gap between those two, mm-hmm. and nobody elevated after that. They were. They were. They were happy doing ripoffs. They were happy, you know, yeah. you know, spitting on Bruce's grave. So, yeah, yeah, I would like to have somebody who is very respectful of Bruce. Finger, you know, fingers crossed, might be might be all right. Something worthy of it. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah, for sure. But, but we digress. All right. We digress. All right. So uh, we're on fire here. Uh, you guys have two kung fu movie uh, recommendations Great tonight. Start. However, Great. however, yeah, I I hope. I don't know what you're going to think about it, Rick. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If not, it's cool. I still love you. But you reckon I was under the weather this week. Uh, so I had ca- I had some, some time to catch up on a few a few movies. One of them being, I'm late to the game with this, but one of them being your recommendation of uh, Lost Bullet on Netflix. So I watched Lost Bullet so that way I can go right into the sequel. Yo, you guys have to see guys. Do you remember remember when action was real? There you, you go. Remember? Do you remember that? Yeah. Real stunts, right? Real cars. Real cars. Not over overly done CGI garbage where it looks like a video game. And like sped real. Up and sped up right. film. Yeah. Yes. Real. Go to Netflix right now. It's a it's a, I believe it's French action film, correct? They're French. It's yeah. done by a guy named Al Album Lenoir. Who was a stuntman, and he became. He said, "I'm going. I'm going to do it. I'm tired of all this nonsense. I'm going to show you how it's done." And yeah. not only is it not only the car chase because it's car chases and it's fights. They right. can really only afford to do two of each in each movie because they're they're less expensive movies. It's a it's a smaller cast, right? And if you get onto Haya, notice this great new Japanese director. Who does who does a uh, baby assassins and Hydra? He has a new style of knife fighting in those yeah. movies that are worth seeing. Well, this guy, Albon Lenoir, he's also starring in the movie. He's 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 a junkyard dog of a of an actor. I mean, he's he's a living junkyard dog. And those fights are not only real. I don't know how they did them. Yeah. <laughs> but they're astonishingly choreographed. Yeah. They are so claustrophobic and they're so desperate and they're so tight in and they're so unremitting and mm-hmm. they're so brutal and so literally hard hitting. Yeah. They are literally hard hitting. Yeah. See, normally I'd say I'd be sitting, <laughs> normally I'd be watching them and sort of go, oh, what a shame that you don't know Kung Fu. What a shame that you're not doing this smartly. Well, let me show you. Let me do a little improv of me watching Lost Bullet 1 and 2. Yeah. Just like, 
oh my, oh, I mean, I'm yeah. just completely involved. That's how I know it's a good fight scene because when they're fighting, I'm going, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. It's rough, rough. Yeah, it's, rough. oh my God. And, and normally I'm... I'd be all upset that they that they have a cliffhanger at the end. Right. But now I go, no, there's going to be a third one. Right. Yeah. Two yeah, more I... fights, two more car chases. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Uh, so that oh. makes perfect sense now. Yeah. That makes perfect sense now because uh, you guys, because Rick said that the, <laughs> The, the the star of the film is a is a stunt is a stunt man, because remember how I went back and said how the action is real, right? Well, there's a scene in Lost Bullet, the first film, where the 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 lead actor uh, is driving the car and the car is on fire, and you see him in the shot <laughs> driving the car. It's not CGI, bad CGI fire. The car is on fire. He's, I'm like, and I was like, that's when I was like, dude, is this guy's stunt man? Because that's real, man. Like yeah. that could go wrong. Lost Bullet is phenomenal. It takes you back to a time where action was real. I highly recommend you guys watch it on Netflix. Yeah, but wait a minute. Name one movie, even back in the day, that was as hard-hitting as Lost Bullet 1 and 2. Because I can go back, and I can only think of one one or two movies. Because okay, most of those movies were also roundhouse punches and all this stuff like that. Right. But, you know, things like Darker Than Amber, and I'm trying to think of the other one, but yeah, very few movies as hard hitting as Lost Bullet one and two. Yeah, and and very like desperate because the character is desperate, so it makes yeah. sense he's doing what he's doing. But he will not give up. He yeah, yeah. You know, I thought I, three times in that first fight inside the car. Yeah, going, you know, he's he's done for. He's done for. Just and also he's yeah. There he's like, I don't know what you would call him. He, he he's like a squirrel in an anthill. All the villains are crawling all over yeah, him. Yeah. It's like, there's no way he can get out of this. He's yeah. Man. And he just, yeah. And it's believable. It's, yeah. Fun. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. So now, now I'm like, all I'm, I enjoy, I really love Lost Bullet. Now we're, you know, Rick hit me up. We're going to talk, he's going to talk about Lost Bullet too. I was like, well, I got to keep going, baby. Yeah. So you guys, Lost Bullet 2 just cranks everything up to 11. <laughs> this is, a non-stop action thrill ride, it's, but you well, still it yeah. stops. It stops every once in a while. I compared yeah. to the first one, it's it's it's, and it's not, also it's an hour thirty six minutes. It moves. Yeah, yeah. Both films, guys, feel like like there's the pacing is great. Like you're like, oh man, the movie's over. This one has. Uh, a little bit more gunfire shootouts in this one because you got it. You got it. You know, bigger, better, and badder. You got to do it for a sequel. But the 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 the, the car sequences are even better. That the car. fighting is phenomenal. I mean, this you guys got to watch these movies on Netflix. Yeah, that car, that car he has in this one, and the, what he does to that car. And again, when you bring the camera back to me, I'm going to do an impersonation of again just what a wonderful design, which is. It's not working, and it's like I'm at home going, oh no, no, just really amazing stuff. You know, I have, I have a, I have a, a thumb, uh, image here. So here you go, guys. This is not CGI. This is this is real, real car, real stunts. Check this out. There you go. Like, if you want to see how what is making the car the car fly up in the air, you got to watch the movie. This is just oh my god! I was I had a big smile the whole time. So, 
I, I am. I am pleased, Rick. You have not stirred me wrong, my friend. Or, no, I, I do not stir you, stir you wrong. Not in this car. You have to steer really hard in this car. Uh, uh, Neenan brings up uh, the brutal fights in Nobody. Uh, I, I love I love Nobody. I enjoyed I it. I like Nobody. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I didn't find them brutal because... It, it, this one's... It's, it wasn't. It's different. Yeah. It's a different kind of brutality. Yeah. It's not like... It's not like on Bach or anything like that. It's different. Yeah. It's kind of like, it feels realistic because he's so desperate. Yeah. And it's almost sloppy, which makes it yeah. kind of realistic feeling. Yeah. You know, you know so, of course, yeah. he's, he, Bob Odenkirk is a comedian, not a stuntman. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, you know, listen, if, if. No, I was, talk, I was talking about Lost Bullet. Like, I was, yeah. it's not like. This, this, this. Oh, yeah. oh, no. this. It's, it's not like that brutal or straightforward. These guys know how to fight and they really fight, but yeah. they fight. It's like I'm gonna I got the I got the police stick, I'm gonna take out your kneecap. Right. Somebody jumps me over here. Like it's 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 just desperation, but no, in a in a great way. really good, but doesn't compare to this movie. Yeah, it's not fancy. Yeah. It's not fancy, but it's it's still That's amazing. Yeah, we get we can't explain it. You gotta watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, now uh, I have not seen the, this series, so we're going to jump right into Enola Holmes 2 Electric Boogaloo. All right, Rick, the floor is yours. Well, it's a very, very pretty, very long movie. Uh-oh. It's, it's the opposite of what we've been talking about. This one is two hours and six minutes. It should be 90 minutes time. If it were 90 minutes, I would enjoy it a lot more. It took me like three tries to get all the way through it. Henry Cavell is terrific. She's terrific, Millie, uh, Millie Brown. Um, the, the photography is great. It's very lightheaded. I like Sherlock Holmes. It has a legitimate mystery. It's feminist. Oh, yeah, there are times when she's looking at the camera. I'm going, yeah, you are an alien. You're not a human being. You're from another <laughs> planet. You know, it's just like yeah. I, looking at her is like looking at Clark Kent. Speaking of Superman, because Clark Kent's an alien, so nobody actually sees him the same way that he, you know, normal. We would see another human being, and and so again, it's very pretty, and it's very nice, and it's very good, but it's too long. Mm. The action's okay, but it's very the whole the whole show is very self conscious purposely because she's constantly talking to the audience okay to break so as such, it's kind of like yeah this is a movie we're in a movie we're going to have fun now and so even the action is kind of okay uh but it's not it it's not serious and also as i've said on on this show before the way i feel about movies i watch after i watch other movies <clears throat> It, it colors the movie. I mean, I saw Lost Bullet 2, and then I saw Noah Holmes 2. And that affected, seeing Lost Bullet 2 affects the way I perceive Enola Holmes 2. If okay. I had seen, if I, you know, Enola Holmes 2 is very similar to Wednesday. Those are, that's a great double feature. Those guys are very similar in their tone and their approach. And those work, but Lost Bullet, no, 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 Lost Bullet, makes the other ones not look as good. And now that I think about Wednesday, yeah. uh, I'm I'm remembering that Enola Enola Holmes is better than I remembered it. I'm make I'm making it sound not as good. It's good. It just okay. isn't great. Right. Oh, 
Well, before we move on, I, yeah. I forgot to mention with Lost Bullet 2, uh, when 3 comes out, if it's yeah. if 3 is just as good or, as 1 or 2, this might be my new favorite action movie trilogy. Yeah. I, I can't wait to say it. I might review this. I might review both movies separately, but uh, later, but we'll see. It's good. It's a good trilogy to choose. If those, if yeah. that's your favorite, I say more power. Yeah. Well, speaking of Wednesday, we'll just yes. segue right into Wednesday. What did you think? Now, Wednesday, again, was a lot of the movies on this episode I like more than I normally would because I'm comparing them to something else. Uh, Wednesday, I'm trying to remember what I'm on. Let me see what on a list. Was the Nola Holmes do a movie or a show? Because Wednesday's a series. When Nola Holmes was a, was a long movie. Oh, okay. And this is a series. Right. And as such, this is this is derivative. It's got Adam's Family in it. It's got Twilight in it. It's got Buffy the Vampire Slayer in it. Uh-huh. It's got a whole bunch of other things in it. Right. But for whatever, I know I'm blanking on the thing I'm comparing it to. I'm going to look at our the list again of what we have on the show. Let's see. No I guess I was comparing it to Nola Holmes. It it was it was it is derivative, but it's very and it's also a CW show. It's very enjoyable. It's very likable. Um, and the uh, this is something else I'll be bringing up again. The casting is excellent. The casting is really good. And so everybody's likable. Everybody's interesting. The plot's interesting. The only thing that didn't work as well for me as I would have liked it is the action. Specifically because Wednesday, Adams, if you don't know, this is an Adams Family spinoff. Uh, directed by Tim Burton, the great Tim Burton, and you know that that's a relationship that that's made in heaven, um, or in hell, or in purgatory, and it's very enjoyable. I enjoyed the whole thing, except that Wednesday should have been a smarter fighter. She did not fight in character. The rest mm. of the show, she gets increasingly stupid. She's certain. She gets very certain. But she's wrong, and I don't like her to see her wrong because she should be smarter than that. And in the fights, she doesn't do what I believe Wednesday Adams would do. She doesn't physically do what she does mentally. I mean, when she puts everybody down, she basically stands there and takes whatever abuse people meet out. I mean, she's stabbed at one point, and she just stands there and takes the blade. Like she knows she's not going to die. And also later, she, you know, somebody hurls her against a tree. She takes that too. I kept waiting for her to go, you know, to dodge, to, you know, get out of the way. But no, yeah. she just stands there and takes it. And so I was going, oh, that was, that's a disappointing to Kung Fu Santa personally, to see <laughs> Santa. But I still enjoyed the show and I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the next one. Oh, yeah. Again. The werewolf, her her roommate, her werewolf roommate, is utterly charming. I mean, just terrific casting. Oh yeah, and uh, Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live as Uncle Fester. 
<laughs> and and this is my favorite Gomez. I like all the other Gomez's, Gomez Adams from all the other Adams family's movies. But this guy, Louise Guzman, looks the way the cartoon does, the original Charles Adams drawings did. Because that's where I first discovered the Adams family and all the cartoons in the New Yorker. And yeah. Louise Guzman looks like the Gomez, the, the Gomez Adams I grew up on. So I quite enjoyed the show. It's not perfect, All right. but it's very enjoyable. Uh, here's a little clip to take you back, Rick. Here you go. There we go. <laughs> got the moves. Wednesday's got the moves, son. What? What? He does in the show, too. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, my goodness. We have a very generous super chat here from Movie Dojo Army Elite. John Bonney. Oh, my goodness. Holy shit. Thank you so much, my friend. You are a legend. Thank you for the super chat, the very generous super chat. He says, would the fight scenes in The Night Comes for Us compare to the Lost Bullet films? Yes, I, except. Yeah, it's... Except. Okay. If you, if, in other words, there are two major fight scenes in Lost Bullet 1 and 2, in each of them. But, and if they had kept it to two fight scenes in The Night Comes for Us, yes. But since they did 140 fight scenes in The Night Comes for Us, it, after a while, it, you know, for me, it's just like, again, everybody turns into video gaming characters. I mean, they just it's, keep living when in reality they the, wouldn't live. Yeah. But yeah, the, brutality and also um, uh, the Raid 2. That's the, that's, but again, the Raid 2 aren't, isn't an American film and neither is uh, The Night Comes for Us. Right, right. Yeah, but it's it's very it's still different, John. Uh, you know up. how much you know how much I love the night comes for us. I was losing my mind. You know how much I love that movie, but the 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 fighting is it's very different. It's not it's not fancy or stylized. It's fighting. It's street fighting. It's it's not pretty. Yeah. It looks ugly, which makes it feel a little realistic. But tough, but I love both. I love both. I do too. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, John. You rock. They're both great. All right. What's next? I'm not seeing Gangs of London yet, Needed. <laughs> Gangs of London is great. Oh, there you go, Needed. There you go. There you go. That's the guy uh, who did Raid 1 and 2. That's Gareth, yeah, yeah. Gareth Evans. All right. Uh, this, uh, once this was announced, uh, and who was uh, announced to play the lead, I got really interested because I'm a fan of the artist himself. Uh, but this is on Roku, so Samurai got didn't get a chance to see it. But how was weird, Rick? Weird was a lot of fun. Ah, I gotta, I gotta check it out somehow. Maybe I'll try it's, to rent it. It's a satire of a biopic. Oh my god, that's amazing! And the actual Weird Al is in it. <laughs> really? Okay. But not playing, not playing himself. Right, 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 right. And it gets sillier and sillier, and crazier and crazier, and funnier and funnier. And the cast is terrific, and there's a surprising a lot, a surprising amount of screen fighting. Really? Because, you know, the movie, by the end of it, turns into an adventure film. Oh, my God. I have to, and, I have know, to see that. And there are satires of, also, of, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark and all this other stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so, of course, it's not realistic. It's funny. It's, yeah. you know, he does to a biopic what he does to music. And, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, of course, is not as tall. And since Weird Al is actually on screen with Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al, you can see he's not as tall, but it doesn't matter because they're having fun with it. 
He's doing yeah. to the, the, move, the biopic genre what he did to pop music. And as such, it's really enjoyable. Nice, nice. Oh, I'm sold. I, re- yeah, I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. I thought it was your traditional biopic uh, movie. No, but... not even uh, Oh, that's amazing. I wouldn't be surprised if, yes. uh, uh, if Weird honestly, Al, like that was his idea maybe for the biopic. He's like, no, oh, I'm we'll sure, change it. Yes, it absolutely was. It's produced by his company. He created his company in order to make this movie. And Fred Armisen plays a uh, door to, speaking of Fred Armisen, plays a door-to-door salesman who shows Weird Al his first accordion. And then Weird Al's father comes home and beats the living shit out of Fred Armisen. And I'm going, wow, why isn't he being arrested? That that was the moment I suddenly realized, oh, I see what they're doing. Yeah. They're making they're they're making a satire. They're doing a lampoon of these kind of movies. Oh, I, I'm I'm sold. I want to yeah. see it even more now. All right, all right. Okay, now uh, the last action film autopsy episode. You talked about Black Adam, so we are revisiting Black Adam. This is Black Adam Redux. I'm I am here because I had to. I, I have to- still have not seen it yet. I still have not seen it yet. But go ahead, Ray. Let's see. This. <laughs> I, I am hoping and praying. We're going to be talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. On the basis of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, I am hoping and praying that this is the last Zack Attack DC movie ever made. It is The Rock. It is, you know, he's working with the guys who did Rampage with him and other things like that. But the tone of the movie, since Warner's is controlling its direction, is pure Man of Steel and Batman v Superman in that it is so infuriatingly and stupidly contrived. It it puts character, just like Batman v Superman. If you saw Batman v Superman, you know that either Batman or Superman only had to say like four words to explain the situation. So the adversary would go, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. All right, we don't have to fight. <laughs> Black Adam. All the characters are ridiculous. They all behave ridiculously. Hmm. In order to accomplish what they want to do within the movie, the characters have to be stupid in every single scene. They have to not say things. The, the uh, Justice Society. First of all, Black Adam appears. The first time Black Adam appears. No, first of all, let's start at the very, very beginning. They say rather than show. They could have shown us what was going to happen, and it would have been an awesome set of sequences. Instead, there's a narration that it's kind of like where I just go, okay, if you say so. And but they could have shown it instead, and it would have been so much better. Then Black Adam shows up. From the moment he shows up, instantaneously, from the moment he shows up, he shows everybody that he is fucking invulnerable. He is fucking invulnerable. And as such, also what I love about him is he's not a thrower. He's a <laughs> That's killer. good. If he picks up someone rather than throw them. He'll use them like a hammer. Right, right. He'll just break, he'll he'll just kill you. Okay. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to kill you. 
All and right. also, he also doesn't give a shit because whatever weapons you have won't affect him. Because and he proves it immediately, instantaneously. And what happens? More and more guys shows up, show up with bazookas and guns. He's right in the open. It's not like he goes behind a mountain or behind behind a tree and kills these people. He's out in the open where everyone can see him. And they keep shooting. They keep shooting. So he kills the next guy. They keep shooting. He kills the next guy. They keep shooting. Kills. Not just the, not only do they shoot him, they empty their weapons into him. After the first, I would say after the first 30 rounds, you kind of know it's not going to work. And so if you were like an actual human being, you would turn and run or you would hide or you'd call in reinforcements, drop the atom bomb, whatever. Yeah. No, they just keep doing it. And more and more guys show up and they keep doing it. And it's like, so, all right. So I'm sort of like going, literally, it's like unbelievable. Nobody's acting like a human being. The little kid. Yes, Dr. Fate was awesome. And I love Pierce Wilde. I love I loved his Goldeneye. That's one of the best James Bond movies ever. Yeah. This kid shows up. He's supposed to be a normal kid, a normal kind of street kid. Okay. He is acting so unrealistically. He's acting like, you know, hey, how you doing? That's good to see you. Oh, you're going to kill, you know. And I'm, he's also seen uh, our hero, Black Adam, kill all sorts of people. And he's still acting like this guy is his second grade teacher. And he's saying <laughs> stuff that nobody in his position would ever say. But. The final, the final straw came when, when Justice Society showed up. Hawkman comes out. He, yeah, there you go. He comes out. He faces Black Adam. And he gives Black Adam a choice of two things. Okay. He gives him a choice of two things. And I'm going, where the fuck did that come from? Because both things that he gives him a choice of, are so stupid and so ridiculous and so self-destructive and so, you know, I'm going to repeat myself. He, rather than say, hey, Black Adam, what's up? Why are you doing this? He says, you have a choice. You can either bow down or you can die or whatever. You know, and it, again, it's like, didn't you just see what happened? Oh, that was, that was my question. Was yeah. like, did, did, did he see, not know how powerful he was, or he did? Black, no, he knew how powerful he was. He was <laughs> watching the whole thing. Maybe and, he, maybe Hawkman was just cocky. He was like, I still got this guy. No, well, yeah, he definitely <laughs> cocky, but really stupid cocky. But it was designed simply to make because the movie wouldn't have gone on if he had said what's going on, and Black Adam would have told him, and Hawkman would have said, "All right, we're the Justice Society. We'll we'll try to make justice done. We'll figure this out. We'll collaborate." Yeah, bow down, bow down. The one thing he just—I mean, his whole his whole reason detriment is that he doesn't bow down. And so uh -huh. Hawkman says to him, and Hawkman is, is a member of the Justice Society, the Justice Society, not one of the villains. And he gives uh -huh. him that—it's just so stupid. The whole movie is just—and he—and the only reason that scene exists is to let them do the rest of the movie and continue to be stupid. The last thing that happens in the movie, spoiler alert, is the thing that should have happened at the very opening, which is Superman shows up and says, we have to talk. He doesn't oh, wow. say, bow down. He just said, we have to talk. <laughs> and so hopefully, and now, 
something wonderful is going to happen between Black Adam 1 and Black Adam 2. Hopefully. Absolutely wonderful and gives me chills. And I'm hoping so much because it's, you know, it's been waiting. I've been waiting all my life for it. I was waiting. I've been waiting all my life for for um, uh, Marvel. Now I'm waiting that we got James Gunn running DC. So it won't be a Zack attack Black Adam movie. It'll be a gun under the gun Black Adam movie. So hopefully they'll continue that conversation and they'll be sitting there having tea or having a beer or whatever. <laughs> you know, in come, Thor will come in, Taika Waititi will come in and they'll say, so what do you want to do? Well, let's do, let's, let's do something practical. You and me, Superman, we can, we can do cool things. And they'll hopefully do something wonderful and supportive and awesome and maybe make Black Adam into an into his actual character, mm -hmm. which is Black Adam is an antihero. Right, right. He's not an antihero in this movie. He's clearly a hero, but he keeps on saying he's not. But then, but again, that's because he has to say contrived and stupid things to keep going, because he acts like a hero. He says he's not, but then he does it. But the next one, James Gunn, baby, James Gunn, come on! <laughs> I want to be able to. Because now, now I run to, to Marvel stuff. Because I always know Marvel will be interesting. Even if other people don't like it, wow. I know it'll be different, it'll be interesting, it'll be challenging, they'll turn it up. I mean, you look at Moon Knight, you look at Hawkeye, you look at She-Hulk, they're completely different. They take different approaches. And it's just like always, and they're always trying, oh yeah, and uh, 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 Ms. Marvel, it's all, they're always doing something interesting. Well, and so I'm always excited to go see that stuff. I mean, a Werewolf by Night, always exciting. Yeah, I love that. that. Up until up, up until now, up until the word was that Gunn was going, whenever I had to watch a recent, like Black Adam, a DC movie, I'd go like this. All right, I know I, I know I'm going to see it. I have to. I worked for DC, so I know I'm going to see it, and I'm not looking forward to it. Right, right, right. I know what they've done, but now I'm going. Come on. <laughs> do not sabotage James Gunn. Do not sabotage James Gunn the way you sabotage Zach, the way you sabotage um, the guy who directed GoldenEye, because he also directed Green Lantern. Martin Stop Campbell. sabotaging your filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, fingers yeah. crossed for the for the future of DC. I'm all for it if it's Black awesome. Adam. I'll be there. But Black Adam is so stupid. <laughs> but is it fun stupid? Is it fun stupid? Not for me anymore. Not on the second okay. view. The first okay. viewing, I said it was all right, but again, it was just gods hitting each other, and it's just, and again, yeah. you know, from the moment he can't be hurt, so what the fuck, right? But yeah. So, the so guy, if so, if they could be hurt, would you be okay with gods fighting? No, I'd be interested to do what gods do. Okay. Yeah, the filmmaker can't say, okay, we've got a god, so we're just going to have him fight like Muhammad Ali. No, mm. you have to figure out how do how would gods fight how would they do it so it comes down to the style and execution it comes to it comes down to being smart it comes down to being thought having them fight in character if they're going to fight at all have and also each god would fight differently i mean even in dragon ball z they have characters who fight in character even though it's right. martial arts and they're fighting to learn. That's the other thing I love about Dragon Ball Z. They're all fighting to learn more. Well, these, you know, Black Adam is the same at the end of the movie as he was at the beginning of the movie. He hasn't learned nothing. Gotcha. He hasn't uh, learned 
to explain things. Sexy Sumo saying, what's going on? He finally made it to hey, the broadcast. Buddy. Sexy Sumo. All right. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so. What now? How was Spirited? It was too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was very interesting, especially for me. Because okay. I've been in maybe in the maybe in my in the December in 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 the December action film autopsy I'll I'll wear my um, uh, um, Christmas Carol sweatshirt because I appeared in a production of Christmas Carol in Shelton. Oh, and, nice. in Shelton, and so I know it. So Spirited is a version of Christmas Carol, but it's a version of Christmas Carol that you would expect Will Ferrell and and uh, Deadpool would do. <laughs> And they've got some very clever plot variations. And it's always interesting. My my issue with it, I enjoyed it a lot. The action was good. But of course, this is Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds is that Deadpool. And what was what was the one where he's the video game character? I forgot the title. But uh, the other guy or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, yeah. And so it's that kind of action. I mean, because these are angels. These are literally angels dealing with humans. And other people, uh, the action isn't realistic, but it's fun. My issue with the movie, and it's not a big issue, is that is not that it's a musical. That wasn't my issue. It just wasn't a great musical. Okay. The music was very. It was kind of like the music in the recent Free Guy. Thank you, Nate. It was the. Uh, it's it's the the kind of music that they had in the recent Cyrano. Uh, that Cyrano, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac uh, variation they did with with the guy from Game of Thrones, the little person. Uh, again, I love the actor. This is this is why I'm doing. Oh, Peter Dinklage. Theater. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Thank you. This is why I'm doing um, the the uh, action film autopsy with Fat Samurai guy because if you heard any of my audio ones, I complete. I lost. I forgot my own name. I forgot the word the. I didn't know prepositions anymore. So at least I get to talk to that samurai and I don't, I'm not forgetting. And also remember, I'm an old man, okay, people? Cut me a little slack. Short term memory. Where am I again? What am I? What's my name? But anyway, hey, I forget, right? It's all good. Peter Dinklage version of Cyrano. They also had music and the music was even less inspiring than the music in uh, Spirited. But if you're, okay. if you don't, I mean, I'm, I've been in musicals my entire life. So if you're not as picky and choosy as I am in terms of action and in music, because music is action to me, I think you'll enjoy uh, Spirited very much. It does go on a little too long. It's a bit wearing, but there's yeah. enough in it that, and also if you like Will Ferrell and, and Ryan Reynolds, they're both, it's clearly their movie. I mean, this is the movie they would make if they worked together. And they do work together, and it's fun. Okay, there you go. It's fun. It's, nice, it's nice. Well, well. Speaking of bad music, this is something Samurai guy wouldn't watch anyway. Yeah. Because this is not my thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not for me. But yeah. I heard horrible things about Disenchanted. Uh, I heard the songs and the music in Disenchanted's terrible because all it is is a character shows up, sings exposition, and leaves. Yeah. That's it. So I don't know if you've seen that yet. I'm just I have not. Know. I've heard bad things about it too. And I, I so enjoyed the first one that I'm taking my time to get around to this one because I know there's not going to be a lot of action. So I'm not going to use it for the action. Film. Right, right, right. 
but yeah, that's what I heard. So I was like, Ooh, good thing. I'm not interested in this. All right. Now I, I I'm kind of, I'm, I'm off and on with this. I I saw, I did trailer reactions to the teaser and the, the official trailer. And I was like, nostalgia. I'm there, baby. But then the other half of me is like, this could be generic crap. This could have a whole bunch of characters I don't care about. When I come to see this guy, we're following garbage characters. So I'm kind of like, yeah. But one of my favorite films of all time, I bugged my dad to death uh, when I was young to, can we rent this? Can we rent this again? He's like, son, we, we already rented it. We're going to rent it again. Uh, Willow, one of my favorites uh, for me growing up is one of my favorite movies. And in a way, it was kind of our Lord of the Rings movie for for the for the 80s in a way um but uh rick how are how is willow episodes one to three so far on, on one, di- one and di- two di- plus. three is next week oh okay i thought three was there okay let me say the timing is brilliant first of all everybody who was involved with the first one is involved in this one really I mean, Ron Howard, executive producer, George Lucas, executive producer, Kathleen Kennedy, executive producer, Jonathan Kasdan, who's the son of Lawrence Kasdan, the great screenwriter, is the writer on it and the creator of the new version. It is an it is a sequel. It is a bona fide sequel. It takes it up. And it had the blessings of being of coming out right after the rings of power ended. Ah, because okay. I saw the Rings of Power. Yeah, then I saw Willow. This was me at the Rings of Power. <laughs> this was me at Willow. Oh shit! Oh, you're back, and you're wonderful. Talk about great casting. They've got they got Flash Thompson from the Spider Man movies. They've got the the redheaded freckled villain from uh, uh, Falcon and the and the Winter Soldier. They have a wonderful cast. I mean, and and is if you like the original Willow, I cannot see how you won't like this. If you love the original Willow, it's possible. <laughs> it, is, it is possible because you're older now, right, right? But they're doing the same stuff. I mean, okay. is it is it predictable? Yes, it's completely predictable. But it's being done again. The difference between uh, House of the Dragon. And rings, rings of, power, of power and rings of power and willow is one is done in a mercenary way. One is done to take advantage of an audience. The other is done because they love it, because okay. they're fans of it, because they respect it and they respect the fans of it. All right. And All it's right. just like I was my heart was warmed. And the so, so. and the action was I'd be curious to see how you felt about the action. Because, okay. you know, they're using, it worked a lot better for me than it than Rings of Power certainly did. Oh, all right. All it right. worked a lot better for me because I cared about the characters. They set it up immediately that I cared. So I wanted to see how, so I felt for them. So when swords, and I also knew that people could be hurt. I don't think given the kind of fantasy they have, they will stay dead. I believe right, they will right. come back from the dead or whatever. But, geez, it's awesome. Nice. It's so great to see everybody. And it's also, oh my gosh, it's gloriously filmed. I don't know where they're filming. It looks like Ireland. 
but it could be it could be you know it could be uh, New Zealand for all I know. I should look that up. If anybody out there in the army knows, put it up. Let us know where it was filmed. But man, it's beautiful. All right. I'm looking right. forward to it. To the rest of it. And so far, no annoying characters that you want to die instantly has not has not happened. I yet. like everybody. <laughs> I think everybody is okay. again. It's it's the it's the Disney it's the Disney slash Marvel producing and casting. It's just great. Uh, and uh, Nate is enjoying yeah. it so far. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's just two episodes right now. Okay. It's promising. Yeah. It's an hour forty five minutes or so. So okay. Well, I love me some more Wig Davis. Uh, he's the man. Leprechaun. That's right. All right. Let's keep going here. Uh, have not seen this. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Rick, what what is this? What as is I, this, Rick? As I said, this is a prequel to the next Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. It was filmed while they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It is... As I said in my uh, Facebook review, uh, I didn't want it to end. Oh, wow. It was okay. just so sweet, so charming, so smart. I mean, also, I'm a science fiction writer. I was a member of the Science Fiction Writers of America, and my science fiction novel, Doomstar and, and Doomstar 2, uh, which, uh, strange world. It looks like Strange World ripped that off, because I, I think I told you the story that Disney brought me in to talk about buying the rights to uh, Doomstar, to they did Treasure Planet instead, borrowing some of my ideas. And then I found out later that this is an old Hollywood trick, that they don't buy the right. If they bring you in to talk about buying the rights, all they want to do is cannibalize your book. They're not going to buy the rights. They're just going to cannibalize it. Oh, and no, you didn't tell me that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but that it's so a strange world, which I haven't seen yet, but is failing miserably is I think that sort of situation as well. And also the terrible stuff they did to Lightyear. But in any case, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday, spe holiday special has heart, has warmth, has humor, has wit, has smartness, has beautiful production because they were, they were making it with the same budget and on the same sets where they're doing the actual movie. It had Groot. Uh, it's, <laughs> and the fact that they put out the trailer, the official trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 after doing the special again just sort of like oh yeah because gun was saying that the special was just a joy to make and you can tell that the special is a joy to watch but he also said it was especially a great antidote because the movie you know made everybody cry i mean members of the guardians are going to are going to die in the movie and oh, they're not and they're going to stay dead until spo you know, spoilers but well he really <laughs> said it you know that's i'm just kidding funny. But that's a, no, you're not. It's it's fair. I don't want to be <laughs> well, you didn't say who was going to die, yeah. so it's, it's all right. But again, and the the I have to say that the action is very clearly wire assisted. It doesn't look realistic. They, you know, they're flowing. They're like little balloons when they're jumping around. But it fits with the tone. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> We got how would how would a tree juice? What do you what would he use to juice it? <laughs> Oh, mir se mir secret sauce sack. No, no, Miracle Grow. He's using Miracle Grow. <laughs> He's mainlining Miracle Grow. <laughs> it's a charming and delightful. I mean, it, it's a great double. It's two. They did Marvel did two special presentations 
One was Werewolf by Night. The other one was this one. They're just nice. again, awesome. People who put down Marvel, I'm sort of like going, oh, yeah, great. More for me. Get lost. We don't need you. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it more. More for me. More Marvel. Give me more. All right. Also, Man, I, I can't. Also, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious when, when you come across the Marvel movie you hate, my head, my, my, my head's well, gonna explode when I, Rick, when Rick says "fuck you know, this movie." No, I'm not gonna say "fuck it," but okay. I saw Eternals the second time, and every right. other Marvel movie or TV show that I've seen the second time, I, I, I liked it more. Okay. Not Eternals. Okay. Eternals was yeah. a mistake. My, uh, my. Uh, First review with Frank Jang, the Master Remaster. Love that guy. We had a great discussion on it. Check it out, please. Check it out. But yeah, when I revisited it again, my my rating dropped in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, uh, yeah, what was I thinking? But I had some good points. Though, who's why who's, I the, liked guy, some of who's it. the Australian director who, who did Elvis and uh, Moulin Rouge? Let's, let's mm. know that guy's name. But anyway, know. that director, he should have done Eternals. Hmm. Okay. He, he would have brought a different visual style to every one of them, and it would have been an enormous amount of fun. And also because he does stuff that's larger than life, if you've ever seen Moulin Rouge or the new Elvis movie. Um, it it would have made the, the ridiculous plot of The Eternals more accessible. He would have done okay. it in such a way. The movie would have the same tone as right. Jack Kirby's original plot. And I bet he would have done it in Jack Kirby style. He would have translated Jack Kirby's art style to, to the cinema. That's the that's the guy who should have directed Eternals. Okay, all right. I I uh, I'm, I agree with Michael here. Uh, he he hopes Marvel does more specials than less shows. I don't think every single character in the world needs a show. I don't care. I don't, <laughs> you don't care, care what you people think. You know, <laughs> if they want to do it in Marvel in Kevin Feige in John Favreau in uh -huh. Dave Filoni. I trust. I love you guys. Don't think I don't love you. I do. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put you in charge of Marvel. We've already got a good guy in charge. Now we got a good guy in charge of DC. Whatever they want to show me, I'll watch. And I'll be that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Do whatever you want, guys. You know better than me. Well, make it good. Hey, you know. of course, make it good. <laughs> and they tried to make it good. They had the right. They had their hearts in the right place for Eternals. And if right. Armand ever gets off the stick about Atlas Comics, then maybe I will be able to have some input on what happens to those That would guys. be awesome. That would be awesome. All right. Well, well, well let's keep it Marvel. Feige, go for it, man. Uh, let's keep it Marvel here. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I have not seen it. Rick? Thoughts? It's, it's better the second time. Oh, okay. The action is not better the second time. Ah, it is right. the memorial. It's a memorial to Chadwick Boseman, and as such, it has just got an enormous amount of heart. But it's it's tragedy going in. The whole movie is a memorial to him, and it is an honorable, heartfelt memorial going in. They handle it extremely well. It's very strong. As as my nephew said, who watched the Eternals with me, and also wasn't crazy as it. He was saying, you know, when I see a movie and it ends and I go, that was two, and a, two hours and 45 minutes. It went by like a rocket. That's a good movie. But I, you see the Eternals and you go, how long is this movie? Is this a 40-hour movie? Yeah. 
Yeah, there we go. Michael, see, you liked what he did with that. You know, these guys, again, know what they're doing. Even if you don't agree with what they're doing, they're doing it on purpose. They're not just struggling in the dark. They, they respect the characters. They respect the world they live in. They want it to be as creative. And they want to get the most creative people they can get and get really great ideas and do really nice stuff. Unf you know, again, the one drawback to this movie, uh, I'm really looking forward to the next one. Because okay. now, you know, uh, you know, fly in joy, Chadwick. But I want the next one to take off rather than to, you know, just pray right. for his soul. The action, again, is not in character, really. It's fairly generic, except, of course, these guys. You know, right. they, uh, the, the woman army um, are always, they always fight in character. So Okoye was pretty cool. Yeah, and the whole gang, the whole the whole gang of the spear right. spear knife guys are always terrific. But I expect that of them. Right. But Black Panther, the Black Panther and Namor, you know, it's again one of those situations where they could they could switch heads, and it wouldn't affect the fight. It's like that horrible fight at the end between Black Panther and Killmonger at the end of the first one. Could you even tell what was going on? Could you tell why he won? You couldn't tell why he won. Right. One because the script said he did. And it's the same sort of thing here again. It's and that and I was going, oh man, come on. You really could you could do a you know, just just go for the cliche. Just go one of you as a panther. Fight like a panther. Right. And the other well, one is an underwater person. You know, no offense or anything, but fight like a fish. Right. Right. So, you know, so look, in your in your opinion, since you have a history yeah. and you know these characters from the comics, yeah, would um, what, what, what give your honest opinion of yeah. what they did with Namor? With what? <laughs> I said I said Namor, but Namor. Oh, Namor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, honest opinion, Rick. What What did you think they did? Did they do a good job? Do you think they could have done better? Did, I thought they did a great job. Okay. I was. My own, you know, and this is a little woke, and I apologize for being woke, but if you read my books, always going back to the 70s, I've always been woke. But in any <laughs> case, um, I was a little, you know, I was unsure about the idea that basically they were putting my mo minority versus minority. Mm. I mean, I like the idea of, okay, let's have the minority versus the asshole white guy. You know, you know, stop. They should stop in the middle of it. And they kind of do that. They stop in the middle and go, why are we fighting each other? This is dumb. Let's let's fight the real enemy. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the American, the the uh, earth, the white government or yeah, the white, the rich white guys. <laughs> so um, but yeah, I, I appreciated everything they did except the non uh, woman. The actual, the actual fights. Yeah. Right. The actual fight. At yeah. the end, but I'll see. I'm going to see it again. What did you think of uh, the introduction of Ironheart? That seemed a little rushed. Okay, but again, I forgave it because I was so happy to see her. I thought it was. I mean, and I like they put it into a movie where everyone would go. Everyone who saw the first one, it's still you know the original Black Panther is still one of their highest grossing movies, if not right. the highest grossing movie. So I'm I was happy to put Ironheart in this one. Okay, and she, and she this character is getting her own show. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Echo. I'm looking forward to it all. All right. So thumbs up I, for. I can wait. I can wait. <laughs> but I'm looking forward. <laughs> all right. Thumbs up for Rick uh, for Wakanda Forever. And we have one more tonight. Oh, my God. I thought this, I thought this was going to take longer. We just brushed through this and uh, we were good to go here. No, you, uh, for, you got another show to do in what, yeah, not, five not, minutes. Yeah, but it's all good. Uh, one Piece Red for all you anime fans out there. No, it's for all you fans of great movies. Here's the deal. Okay. One Piece, for those who don't know, everybody hold up their hands. Who knows who One Piece is? One Piece is, the, I believe, the longest-running uh, manga and anime in Japanese history. It's, you know, got some ridiculous amount, a ridiculous amount of somewhere between seven hundred and seven thousand episodes, something like that. I was ready to jump in. I was like, "This is right up Samurai Guy's alley." And then I saw the episode number, and I was like, "Oh my god!" No, you see, what I do is I just watch the movies. Yeah, not, One yeah. Piece has a bunch of movies, and I've watched the last couple. And so I wasn't originally going to run out to this because, of course, there's, you know, still viruses around and I'm an old guy and all this other stuff. And I have to go to a major theater to get to this one because it's in exclusive theaters. But a lot of things came together. Dear friends of mine who love One Piece called up and said, we're going into New York on November, whatever, 5th or something to go see it at, and in New York at the AMC Theater, which is where the action film not the action film autopsy, this is the action film autopsy, or the urban action showcase right. was being held on that day. And they had invited me to be on a panel for the Game of Death Redux. So I said, oh, I, I can kill like 40, 40 birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah. So I what went fun. and we went to the theater. We went to the IMAX theater at the AMC Empire 25 on, on 42nd Street. And the lights stayed on in the theater. <laughs> For like five minutes, and I and I was going, and I'm looking up at the projection booth. Nobody's aware. I have to miss part of the movie to go out into the lobby and start screaming. The lights are on at the theater, <laughs> and people come running, and the lights finally come off, and I missed you know a couple of minutes. And yeah. you want to know how good this movie is? I'll how tell good. you how good that. Tell it. Because when I ran into the when I had to go into the lobby. And start yelling. And when I had to come back and I had to miss some time of that movie, that whole time I'm thinking to myself, I'm getting my money back. I am getting my money back. I'm getting that, you know, that $35 IMAX ticket. I'm getting my money back. That movie was so good that I forgot all about getting my money back. Wow. That's a good movie. Yeah, especially since I went in thinking there's nothing they can do. It's going to be a repeat of their previous movies and their previous 70,000 episodes. (laughs) From the very opening of the movie, I could tell that they said they knew that that's what I and other people like me were going to say. And they said, you think we're going to do the same old thing? Sit back. Fasten your seatbelts. Nice. And this it was amazing because this was not done by an original One Piece guy. I think that's why it was so good. It was done by a guy named Roro Tanaguchi, 
who's best known for another anime and another manga called Code Geese, G-E-A-S-S. Mm. I heard that was good. Yeah, it, it is serious. He brings his art to One Piece, and he makes a legendary One Piece movie, but he does more than that. Speaking of what we were talking about before, musicals that don't have music that's good enough, this was also a musical. It really? Start, it starts at a concert done by a, a singer, a female singer called Uta, who has never been seen before. All they ever, this is her first concert, and she does it on an entire, the entire planet is designed to present her concert. And the movie starts with her singing. And I'm in my seat and I'm going, <laughs> I'm just, it's a great song. Nice. Just, and it's Japan, you know, it's J-pop. Yeah. yeah awesome yeah. J-pop. Nice. And then it turns out that One Piece, if you don't know the story of One Piece, he's a kid who wants to be the king of the pirates. It's it's in a pirate universe. Like right. The, assassination instead of a universe full of assassins and hit people it's a universe of pirates all vying to become the lead pirate and and also he was he was uh one piece was made to love pirates by a guy uh, who had given him that the uh, the hat that he always right. wears who has not been seen in the series since the very beginning he shows up in this movie oh he was the originator of, he sort of like created One Piece and he shows up and he's connected because One Piece jumps on stage after the first song and says, I know you, you know me. They were kids together. He didn't know that Uta was also the kid he was with. As a, But anyway, I'm not going to go on with the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about the rest of the movie. The music continues. What it's, it's an amazing story. Uta wants to make everyone happy. She wants to make all her fans safe. She's created this planet so they could all be with her on this planet, hearing her sing forever and be happy forever. And it tells the story of how she came to that. It's an It tells the story of her relationship with One Piece and their father figure that they have together. And he's the actual father of Uta. He's sort of adopted One Piece. The music is throughout. It gets dark. It it changes. And also the thing, I mean, I'm just like, I can't believe this movie. Because then they do the the closest movie I can I can compare it to is Coco. The mm. Disney movie Coco. In that I went to Coco with my two friends from a Blue Sky Studios, one in the story department and one in the animation department. And at one point in Coco, the one in the animation department went, because that was the shot with three million colors. And at one point in Coco, when the twist hits, the person from the story company, the story department goes, that's what this was like. For a lover of animation, I'm a, I've been a lover of animation since practically since I was born. I think the first movie I ever saw was Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, this movie is astonishingly animated. They use every imaginable style of animation and they, they use them together in such a way that they don't clash. In fact, they support each other. There is one shot in this movie where they, every imaginable kind of animation, full animation, pencil animation, 
2D animation, wow. 3D animation, every imaginable kind is all on screen at the same time, and they're all telling a story together. I was just like, wow. How did you do that? Yeah, the, just. Yeah, go ahead. Just from this clip here, I was like sold. I was like, whoa, this, this looks this great, is, man. This clip is nothing compared to the rest of it. The other thing is that the movie, the stakes in the movie get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. The emotional stakes, the plot stakes, the, the action stakes, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, but they maintain their humor, they maintain their heart, they maintain their humanity, and it just pays off. This, even that shot with all the animation styles, even for me, can't compare to the last time I and the audience sees Uta, spoiler alert. There's a shot that they put, I'm, I'm going to get the DVD of this or the Blu-ray of this or whatever I have to to see this over and over and over and over and over again. I have to look at that last shot. Because that last shot, that last shot just pulled back and hit me in the heart. Just hit me in the heart. I mean, I just, and my heart, you know, just shot up into my throat. And I got this big lump and I'm going. And up until this, the movie was getting more and more action-packed. You thought, Again, that one thing you saw was nothing compared. My eyes became pinballs. Mm. Your eyes will know what pinballs are like. Yeah. So don't go to a really big IMAX. Get to a, the usual a laser IMAX so you can take it all in. And it was just like, and at the end, when the movie ended, and me and my two friends who are on either side of me, we're just like this during the, tr the credits. <laughs> And at the end, I just go, how did you like it? And he turns to me and he goes, that was great. Nice. <laughs> like, yes, it was. That nice. Was, it was amazing. It, I'm going to check it, was, it out. It's, 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 uh, it's a landmark in the history of animation. It's one of the highlights in my history, my personal wow. history of animation. And that also is animation. high praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just... Nice. Uh, and nice. I was saying, uh, 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 Frank, the master of remaster, said, "Don't you have to know about One Piece, or you'll be you'll be blind to it?" And I'm going, "No, you're gonna even if you know nothing about, it, you'll still be blind when you leave this. Your eyes have become pinball. <laughs> you're still like, oh my yeah. god, what did I just see? Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. I highly recommend it. And I also highly recommend that you watch some of the other movies." Or at least you read the Wikipedia, so you you know a little bit of the plot, so it'll mean even more to you. I knew yeah. just enough to just go. Wow. On that, on they have some of the movies on Netflix, so I've been putting them in my queue, and I could just there we go. And, yeah, and watch watch the them in Don't order. try to catch up with the series. No, I won't. I'll I'll, I'll be dead by the time. I can't I'll be like, nice, nice. Yeah, one piece film red. I have to. Get, I also have to get a shirt. I got to get a one piece film red shirt. Nice, nice. Well, I well, I'm excited to check it out. Uh, maybe that'll be my first One Piece movie, and then I'll I'll, I'll watch the others. Uh, but yeah, this was an awesome episode once again. Always a blast. Always an honor talking movies and shows and kung fu, baby. With yeah, Rick Myers doing this in uh, the end of this month too. So stay yes, cool. yes, yes. So those of you that have arrived late. We're going to do, this is my new thing now. We're going to do the quick rundown, the thumbs up, thumbs down from Rick, or or this. Right. Uh, yeah, we're in the middle. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that. You and uh, Bobby Samuels came up with that. Yeah, that was you great. got it from me. Ah, you got it from you. Okay, okay. All right. All right. So, Grandmaster Kung Fu. All right. Fearless Kung Fu King. Well, yeah, I have to start this way and then go like that. There you go. There you go. All right. Lost Bullet 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enola Holmes. Hello, Governor. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Okay. Not quite this, but close. Okay. Weird. All right. Black Adam. <laughs> Sp spirited. Okay. Willow. First two episodes. Well, let's do. Let's do a thought. Plain thumb, not two. Okay. We'll do one. All right. Guardians. All right. And Wakanda Forever. Oh, okay. Okay. And of course, we know what you're going to get. One Piece Film Red. <laughs> all of them up. He's, he's, have, up. he's having an episode. Hold on. Bring up my feet. There you go. Whoa. <laughs> All right, so those that was for you guys that have, have arrived late. But thank you, all of you badasses, for tuning in on the and newest episode of Action Film Autopsies. The smartasses, yeah. Smartasses, too. Oh, hold on. I like live, I like giving back the love. Uh, Paul Brown the third. what's going on, brother? And the multi-gun man. How you guys doing? I want to make sure I give the shout-outs from what I can. Thank you guys for stopping in and watching. Uh, don't forget to follow Rick. That's right. Info, social security number, credit card numbers, all that is in the description box below. Make sure you guys follow Rick. Get, Get the books. I got to I got to update. There you go. Get the books. Get the books. I got to I got to update. <laughs> Next time we do this, Rick, I'll, I'll update the uh, Get the Book video and uh, put your newest stuff in. Yeah, there. bring Target in, bring that one in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, thanks again for watching, guys. And if you guys want to hang out with me and Lady Fat Blood, uh, come back at 7 o'clock. We're going to be doing live bootleg trailer reactions to Indy 5, the newest Transformers trailer, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We're going to check out the trailers tonight live. So come back at 7. We'll see you guys here. Thanks again for watching. Keep watching movies, baby. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care.